we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. The problem with most folks' lives is that they have shaped it based on their words, on their own words and not God's words. So you went out and did everything you wanted to do, based everything on what you thought, your philosophy of life, everything. You went out and got all the way out there, and now you look up and say, oh, man, God wasn't in none of this. What do I do? Do you keep it going like that, or do you change everything? Well, the problem with most folks is it's too much to change. They don't want to do it. When we live based on our opinion, then we are really living based on whatever has shaped our opinion. Isaiah 55 and 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, saith God, neither are my ways your ways, saith God. So when you shape your life based on your opinion, you really shaped it on whatever shaped your opinion. The definition of opinion is the belief or views of a large number or majority of people about a particular thing. That's your opinion. Your opinion ain't even your opinion. Your opinion is everybody's, what everybody thought before you. Somebody thought it before you and passed it down and you grew up watching it and now that's your opinion. When we line our opinion up based on what others are doing with their lives, then we live our lives based on others. Right? So the person whose life is shaped by opinion got to always tell you what everybody else is doing. You ever go to somebody and talk to him and be like, say, man, you know, that ain't the right way. Well, I mean, look at what's his name. What is he doing? Well, I ain't talking about him. I'm talking about you. Yeah, but look at him. Look at him. Look at him. That's deflecting because you know your life is based on your opinion, so you want to bring everybody else in it. That's the only reference you have. We can't go to the Word and find out, find what you're doing. So you got to use Jim Bob and Sally Sue because that's what your opinion is based on, what was done before you. John 8 and 43. Why do you not understand my speech? This is Jesus talking. Even because ye cannot hear my words. In other words, he's saying, you can't hear my words because you don't share blood with me. You're not, you're, you're not, we're not in the same boat. The enemy is sitting in that mind's eye in your head. Not Jesus. So when the truth comes, you repel it. You think you're just doing what you want to do. There's no such thing as what you want to do. There's really not. It's either what God wants you to do or what the devil wants you to do. You can't just say, well, I'm not going the devil's way or God's way. I'm just going to go my way. Devil says, thank you. Come on, let's go. Ain't no three ways. There's only two. This is walking by sight and not faith. And of course, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 tells us that we walk by faith and not sight. This makes it hard for God to work on us and conform us to his biblical plan for us. This is what makes hearing truth so hard for people these days. And Jesus said, why do you not understand my speech? Our society seeks to push the opinion of people above God's plan for people. This causes chaos so they can bring order. That's what the Illuminati's job is. The Illuminati's job is to bring order out of chaos. So they're making, they took away all the rules. They're letting everybody do whatever they want to do. They're letting all the diseases run rampant. They're letting the drugs run rampant. They're letting folks just go crazy, do whatever they want to do so they can cause all this chaos so that the unholy trinity can stand up and, and fix everything. It's a simple plan, and it's working in the lives of so many. Meat and bones. Anybody grew up in a church where the pastor was just a jive turkey? 
And they told you, well, chew the meat, but spit out the bones. Anybody grew up like that? Well, nobody's perfect. Well, no, that's not, you're looking at it the wrong way. We're not supposed to look at it like eat the meat and spit out the bones because no man is perfect. We need to look at it like, is he fulfilling the qualifications of a pastor that's in the Bible? Yeah, that's it. That's it there. I mean, I, 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 read, I read Bishop, but I mean, is he lining up with what Timothy said a bishop is supposed to be? That's the question we need to ask. We don't have to eat the meat and spit out the bones. We need to find out where the bones and meat's coming from. If it was a big old rotten cow, then we don't need to be eating none of it, the meat or the bones. Still going to make you sick. People sit back and process the Bible. They process the Bible, God's plan, and spiritual things of God through their opinion. And kick out what they don't like. And keep what they like. Don't they do that? They come to you and do that, don't they? Yeah. You try to tell them the truth? Well, I don't agree with that. Okay, but the Bible said, let me show you. No, no. And then you just, well, I mean, let me show you in the Bible. And then you read it to him in the Bible. Well, King James was gay. So these are King James words? Well, I mean, he was there. <laughs> Anybody ever heard that King James was gay? He was. Flaming. Hot tamale. <laughs> King James had nothing to do with the translation of the Bible. It happened under his rule. And anything that happened under his rule carried his name. Remember when I taught the lesson in the name of the king? Remember I taught y'all that? In the name of Jesus, under the rule of Jesus, in the name of the king? Well, they had to put his name on it because it happened under his regime, his, his, under his authority. 2 Timothy 3 and 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Look at somebody say all scripture. All scripture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. All of it. The whole Bible. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in rightness. That the man of God may be what? Perfect. perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. Well, the Bible says that the man of God can be perfect. If you know what perfect means. Perfect don't mean he does everything right. Perfect just means he's trying to do everything that God said. Does that make sense? So the man of God can be perfect, thoroughly furnished. Why did he say thoroughly furnished after perfect? Because that means that he can be thoroughly furnished, meaning he can be well equipped to do good. Social networks and other media outlets were created to enhance the opinion of people to form anarchy. That's why they want to take us off Facebook, because we just ain't agreeing. And we're causing others not to agree. And everybody has to agree in the new world order. Everybody has to think the same. Everybody has to be on the same page. Everybody has to be okay with false gods. Everybody has to be okay with other gods, other religions, homosexuals. We got to all just get along. And if there's an EX Ministries out there talking about stuff and showing stuff and can't have that, you know what our anarchy is? It's the absence of authority. That's what it means. So they want to enhance the opinion of people so that everyone's opinion is as important as the fact. Mm. If everybody's opinion is as important as the fact, you got to change the fact. You used to call homosexual, uh, you used to call AIDS, grid, gay-related immune deficiency. But then a bunch of gay doctors got together and said, we need to change that name because that sounds bad. 
We're not going to call it gay-related. We'll just call it um, acquired immune. Sounds better. So what happens when they do that? Well, you, you basically took everybody's opinion and changed the fact based on everyone's opinion. That's what the devil does. So now it's a fact that when you drying all up and your behind is leaking, it's not gay-related no more, even though it was a big stink man did it to you. Quiet immune. That's just what it is. Amen? Amen. Yeah, when they want to change it, they just change it. They desire to make the opinion of man greater than God's plan for man. This is why it's so hard for many to buy into the plan of God for their own lives. So they put their own opinion of words before truth and satisfy their will by taking bits of truth and not all of it. So they only want to line up with certain scriptures. And they're okay. Well, what about this scripture? Well, you know, but I, I, I got this one. I'm cool with this one. That's what the rich young ruler said. He said, I got the ten, Jesus. I got the ten. I got the ten laws. I got all, all ten of them down pat. And Jesus is like, I mean, ain't there like 600 of them? I got the ten. He said, well, I know one that you don't have. Give up all your, give up all your stuff. I knew you was going to say that one. <laughs> and then you have to walk away from Jesus with his head down. I can't have you, Jesus, because I'd love to be with you, Jesus, but I just love what I'm doing so much. I got to turn you down. And there's people sitting in there right now that think that they didn't do that, but you did. Right. You chose what you wanted to do over Jesus. This is why it's so hard for many to buy into the plan of God for their lives. And they put their opinion above truth. 1 Kings 22 and 6 is the best example of this. This is old wretched Ahab. He went and got all his prophets that he had hired on staff. Now, you got prophets on staff. Come on. What are they going to tell you? Because if they don't, you're going to fire them. It's like the manager gathering all y'all together at work and what do you think of me? You know, you'd be like, yeah, I, you know. I mean, I'm just making sure. What, what, what do you think? I mean, what do you, well, you know, you're cool. No, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. It's not going to have any bearing on your job. You know better than that. You're like, dude, you cool. Because right. right. he's signing your check. What you going to tell him? Right. You, man, everybody hates you. And you ugly. You're like, really? Okay, I mean, I, I, I can handle it. Take this pig slip while you're leaving, please. No, so he hired all these prophets, gathered them together, about 400 men, and then he said unto them, shall I go against Ramoth Gilead in battle, or shall I, you know, stay here and chill? They said, go up, king, for the Lord shall deliver it into thy hands, O king. Jehoshaphat is sitting there and he says, is there not a prophet of the Lord here, of the real Lord? Is there not a real prophet here that he might inquire of him? He's really trying to help Ahab. He's like, dude, you're going to die. And then I ain't going to have no job. So we need to try to interject some truth in here. So we don't all go up and get killed. They reject the prophet that speaks truth and desire to sit under the preacher that gives them what they want to hear. You can't come to this church and expect that because I'm not going to do it. Some of y'all are my relatives. 
Some of y'all, I love y'all. Y'all know I do. But what am I going to tell you? I'm going to tell you the truth, right? Ain't I going to tell you the truth? I mean, I don't care how much money you have and how good you look. I don't care who you know. I, can't, I just can't lie. To, I'm going to have to tell you the truth. So if truth is not on your menu, then this is the wrong church. Because that's what's going to happen here. No matter who you are. Amen? Because I got to deal with God when, when you're gone. Well, the, the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, well, there's one true prophet of God, Micaiah, the son of Emla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. I just hate Micaiah. I hate him. Because he don't ever prophesy good concerning me. Maybe that has something to do with your wife being a witch. I got friends. And then they come and say, man, can I do something? You know, I want to I hook up with the expense. I'm you, Bruh, your wife got Jezebel. I can't deal with that. It's Jezebel. I can smell it on you. My wife will tell you. It's a, it's, it's, you, know, I ain't the, you know, I don't consider myself the smartest man in the world. But it's one thing that I can see a mile away. And that's Jezebel. Now, you, you might fool me on Twitter. <laughs> you might fool me on Facebook. You might fool me via email. Because I can't pick up your energy on any of those. But if I get near you, it smells like hot sauce. <laughs> I know that smell. He said, this prophet don't ever say anything good. He can't say anything good if you're married to Jezebel. There's nothing good about a man that is married to Jezebel. See, Jezebel has to be enabled by the man. So anytime Jezebel's in her, something's wrong with him. Can I preach in here? They believe in eating the meat and spitting out the bones under the guise of no one being perfect. So whenever somebody come to you and say, uh, I don't really, I mean, Pastor Lewis, some of the stuff he say, but he ain't perfect. Well, it don't have nothing to do with me being perfect. But that's what the eating the meat spit out the bones. That's their excuse. You're not perfect. So if you're not perfect, then some of the stuff you're preaching ain't right. And if some of the stuff you're preaching is not right, I can eat the meat and spit out the bones. And so the bones will line up with my opinion that was given to me by everyone else. So since no one is perfect, they feel that everyone's opinion is valid. Now, can I make y'all understand this? Jezebel incited Ahab and ruled his kingdom through him. So she ruled the kingdom through a weak husband. He was weak. Sorry, weak. Couldn't stand up to his wife. Couldn't put her in her place. Look at these women. They looking at me like, where are you going with this now, pastor? Because I'm going right to the truth. Amen. Amen. Women, I, you know, I have a high respect for women. But if you out of order, you just out of order. And the order is the man. Because that's why we're in the trouble we're in now. Nobody won't preach order. There is no God without order. And real women, the real wonderful women in here, you know sometimes you need somebody to help you. You know sometimes because you know it's all emotion. So we don't need to build a city based on my emotions and how I'm feeling at this second. That's right. we, need to, we need somebody that'll step back right. and evaluate this. Right. Now, wait a minute, baby. Now, let's, let's look at this. 
You're mad. You're upset. You're saying stuff. You're spewing stuff. You got everybody involved. You're calling folks. You just, but it, it take it down a notch. Women, y'all know y'all need that sometimes, don't you? That's the balance. And there's some time when the man is just out of control, just too hard. You're just too hard. So you got to come in, soften him up and balance him out a little bit. No, now, you know, consider the feelings, consider the feelings and get him to, you know, and y'all work together like that. Amen. But the order is set by the man. That's the kind of man you want. What woman in here want a jive turkey sorry man running after another man and combing his hand, patting him on his behind. Good job, pastor. Don't no woman in here want no man like that. You know, real woman want that. You don't want to be married there. You want a man that can stand up. Even at your house, you all mad and stuff, and he's telling me, saying, Look, baby, now we just got to end. You be looking at him like, (laughs) So, how you gonna end it? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Am I telling the truth, though? Nobody want no A help. Jezebel incited Ahab and ruled his kingdom through him. She manipulated his emotions. But in order to do that, he had to be emotional. What you doing being emotional, man? A woman shouldn't be able to do that. Got you crying. Look what he said about you. He ain't no good. He, that's right. I don't even like him no more, baby. Come here, baby. All you need is me. Ain't that kind of backwards? I don't like that church no more. Yeah, I don't like it either. We ain't going back. We show not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What kind of man? And I go talk to him. I was like, brother, man, you ain't become the church. He came looking. What happened? Dude, man, what's going on? And then I get an email from her. Yeah, that doesn't happen in here. I said, well, can I, and I emailed this one lady. I said, well, can I talk to your husband? No. You talk to me. I'm the spiritual leader of my house. I was like, bye, Jesse. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you emailed me, and I'm the dude to do the truth about hip hop. So you know I'm half crazy anyway. Can I keep preaching in here? Because Ahab was weak. Instead of putting her in a place, he decided to just change his place. That's sorry. So instead of putting Jezebel in her place, he's like, I'm just going to change my place. I'm going to get with her and do what, you know, she's destroying and killing God's prophets. And then she's telling him, you need to kill these prophets because they're trying to destroy your, your, your kingdom. And they won't line up with what you're saying. And they won't do this. And instead of him looking at, well, maybe God has a word. He said, there's a prophet that's a true prophet, but I don't want him to come. Because he's going to say something I don't like. He got that from her. 1 Kings 21 and 25. But there was none like Ahab. God is saying there was not a man as sorry as Ahab in the whole Bible. That's what he's saying. Y'all are laughing. This is, God is saying there wasn't a man with more jive turkey on him than Ahab. Which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, comma, whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. Wife just stirring her, working her voodoo magic behind the scenes. Got her hand up in him, making him talk. Stirred him up. So I'm like, brother, man, let's talk about it. What up? 
Lord help me. Men, see, I love these men that come to the men's meeting because we talk about that. We don't, men don't pout. Real men don't pout. Real men don't get silent. We don't take spells where we won't talk. And the woman is like, baby, I'm trying to touch (laughs) (laughs) Jerome, I mean, we, we need to, I need to. I mean, what is that? Men don't do that. Men can talk no matter how mad they are, no matter what happened. A man ought to be able to handle some business. Am I right, real men in here? What happened? I got fired. (laughs) Why you get fired? Because he made me mad. (laughs) Well, what did you tell him? Nothing. What did he tell you? Well, he said, if you don't talk, I'm going to fire you. (laughs) I'm serious. And it's getting worse as the young men develop now. Because of the soy, the BPA, no daddy, all that. They're getting worse and worse. Now you can't even tell them apart. Everybody got a period. Everybody. He just, it's the time of his month. She stirred him up. Her undermining of God's true prophet caused him to lose faith in God's prophets. While she was undermining him, he began to lose faith in him because she's just constantly in his ear telling him that they ain't right. So he began to surround himself with those who would build him up instead of tell him the truth. This is how our churches look today. We don't have many men that will stand up for the truth, but instead they are emasculated by their women and emotional. This causes the women to lead and rule the home and the church through the man, the first lady, the co-pastor. Somebody just left that. In order for this to look right, that whole scenario that they create in that Jezebel thing, they must surround themselves with people and preachers that will validate their opinion rather than tell them the truth. They believe because no one is perfect, we should all have our opinions validated by others instead of heeding to the order of God and his plan for us all. Summary! Was Paul perfect? Was John or Peter perfect? What about Moses? Were they perfect? Do we eat the meat and spit out the bones of the Bible? Now, I just named some mortal men that wrote the Bible. Paul, John and Peter, and Moses, the greatest contribution, the Torah, first five books. Were they perfect? Was any one of these men perfect? Answer me! I'm making a point here. None of them was perfect. So do we eat the meat and spit out the bones of the Bible? Is the Bible perfect? Who said it was perfect? God! So the Bible's, let me, let me, let's think about this. So the Bible is perfect, but the men that wrote it weren't. So what does that mean? This is the precise reason God used men to write the Bible. He wanted to show humanity, that's all y'all, that it's not about being flawless to speak God's flawless word. So in other words, it's not the man, it's the word. 
Though we are not perfect, the gospel we preach is. We must be very careful when we speak our opinion over our lives and around others instead of the truth of God. We can set the course of people's lives ablaze by speaking against God's plan and God's true prophets. Even when we don't agree, we should find the reason for our discrepancy in the Bible, not in our head. So if somebody tell you, I don't agree with what Pastor G. Craig is preaching, well, let's get the Bible and find out where he's going wrong. After all, our opinion is not of God if it's considered our opinion. Second Peter 2 and 2, and a great number will go with them in their evil ways through whom the true way will have a bad name. Speaking of these men, that's second, ain't that something? Second Peter 2 and 2, when he's talking about the men, the wicked men, when he's talking about the, uh, uh, those that were influenced by the fallen angels. Great number will go with them, talking about the people in their evil ways through whom the true way will have a bad name. So in other words, they're going to switch the truth and make the truth like a lie. So the truth is going to have a bad name. So if you preach truth, folks ain't going to want to have nothing to do with you. In their desire for profit, they will come to you with words of deceit, like traitors doing business in souls. That's not me. I'm letting you know. That's not me. Am I perfect? No. But is the gospel I preach perfect? You better believe it. And if you're going to be in here, you're going to get the perfect word of God. Amen. Everybody bow your heads. See, the thing about Jezebel, lift your heads up. You want to spot Jezebel? Jezebel does the same thing all the time, every time. When Jezebel's ready to come against the prophet with always, the pastor, when the Jezebel, Jezebel's going to keep trying to come in here. Trust me. Just going to keep. I'm just going to keep trying. And when she comes in here, the first thing they do in order to try to stop the pastor is Jezebel always, always needs an audience. Always. So she'll find people to huddle up with. She'll start conversations and try to see who she can sway her way. Once she gets you, then, you know, She'll invite you to her house, start hanging out with her, and she'll start making a move, trying to bring you in. And then after she's used to you being around or whatever, the first conversation that's going to come up, I promise you, you're going to challenge the pastor every time. Because that's the thing that'll shut a church down, Jezebel. And so when I hear God say, so-and-so is talking, and I hear that conversation, I wake up, I guarantee you that that day, I'm checking, and I'm on guard for you because if Jezebel gets in here, she's going to change the order, try to provoke my wife, but try to provoke her, can't get her, start trying to provoke some other women, start making you look at your man funny, you start looking at him funny, and she got all this stuff going on because she needs to flip the order and reverse it. So I jump on it quick. Don't let Jezebel use you. Amen. 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 By heads. God, I thank you for this message. We thank you for this message, Lord. Thank you for truth. And God, whatever we have to do to line up with you is what we'll do. Our opinion means nothing. So we're not going to let our opinion challenge your truth. Your truth overrides our opinion. 
So God, help us to keep a line that we can see so we'll know what is what we think and what is what you said. And we can know the difference. And help us, Father God, to accept truth. Open the eye that is blind, the mind that is blind in this place. I pray right now, God, that you will remove whatever that presence is, whatever that entity is, however it got there, whatever they was listening to, whatever happened with those headphones and them demons. I pray right now that you will remove that from their mind's eye and open their mind's eye so they can see truth, hear truth, and most importantly, accept truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.